Hey, 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 let's talk fantasy football today. How you doing, Brian? Pretty good. Your voice has changed, Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in case for the, the uh, I don't know, the eagle-eared, I don't, I don't know what the, the eagle-eyed term for ears is, but the, uh, I'll say eagle-eared listeners at home, they might notice that uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not Jake Thomas today. Today I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Logan Hubble, so I'll, uh, I'm filling in for Jake, I guess his, uh, I guess his, his work is really hard right now or something, I don't know, some excuse, that, I guess he's just not dedicated like I am, that's I basically just, what I heard. I just... I just don't think it's a top of his priorities anymore. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, he needs to move it down to his top five. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> at least six. Like, yeah, yeah, apparently. Um, well, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to, uh, like I said, talk some fantasy football. Uh, the, uh, this, is, uh, this is, of course, uh, my, my co-host, my brother, uh, Brian Hubble. Um, Brian, have you, uh, you, been, you been watching the, uh, the World Cup here the past week and a half? So I watch three games total. That's not at least bad. Part, at least parts of it. So I watch all of game one during work on, what was that, Monday? Mm-hmm. Game one for the U.S. or game one overall? No, game one for U.S. Okay. Last Monday, and I watched that. Um, and then I didn't watch any of game two, but I watched like 30 minutes of the game on Sunday morning. I don't even remember who played. I watched it, but I can't. Even, I can't remember now either. I know. Brazil, I think Brazil played on Sunday. Yeah, I think Brazil played on Sunday. No, Brazil played yesterday. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And then I watched uh, today for about fifteen twenty minutes, but then I had to get pulled off and do something at work. Nice. Yeah, I was like specifically. I whenever the U.S. because well, it's cool. It's cool how they schedule the games. So I like the U.S. So like they schedule it where like the countries that are playing will always be like awake during that time. So, like, the U.S. games have all been at noon because they, you know, since we're, like, further further from their, from the Qatar time zone. So, yeah. they're, like, yeah, it's kind of kind of nice. But so, I've been, like, which, so it's nice. Part of that's during lunch. But then even still, I've been, like, intentionally, like, like things during that time. Because like, <laughs> I'm, like, I know I'm going to be wanting to watch it. So, but, yeah. It's that was not. Sorry, that ahead. was the thing. I had a. Uh, I realized. I remembered that the game started at one thirty, and I didn't have a meeting till three. And then mm. someone like put a meeting on my calendar at two. Oh yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I watched like that fifteen twenty minutes, and I had to stop. I see. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but yeah. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. It's uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of it. It's 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 kind of cool. Well, it's I don't know. On one hand, I like it because it's so cool that there's like. Every day there's like right now it's just it's college football, NFL, NBA, uh, the World Cup. Like I mean, I guess I'm not into hockey, but if I was, you can throw that in there. And it's just it's so cool everything being on at once. But then on the other hand, I'm like, okay, well I kind of like it when it's in the summer when the only thing on is baseball. It's yeah. like something to pay attention to. But but it's pretty cool right now. Just like I feel like you know I'll wake like if I wanted to, I could wake up at 3 a.m. and start watch watching. Yeah, and watch soccer. All, and basically, like, and then, and then, you know, and then, you know, whatever time college football starts on a Saturday and watch that all the way through. And I can, I can literally, like, spend freaking, like, 18 hours or more if I want to a day, like, <laughs> watching sports. It's really, it's, it's a lot of fun. But, I, am ex- I am excited for United States playing on Saturday at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, listen to the Big 12 championships and the mm-hmm. SEC and then the Big 10. It'll be a bunch of fun. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, I, I'm really – yeah, I'm excited about that. It's going to be it's gonna be a good day of sports. On, uh, on the notes of saying? world sports, did you see where the Live Golf Tour is going? Yeah, yeah, the Broken Arrow. <laughs> Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I, see, I was trying to decide if I'd want to go to it. I kind of uh, – yeah, do you like you if you want to support it or not? Well, yeah, it's more than that. It's like, but it's like more than support. But it's like I don't care who wins. It just yeah, right. Just golf, see some golfers. cool golfers. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. It's like I don't know. Yeah, I probably I don't know. Depends on how much the tickets would be, I guess. Yeah, I'd have to really think about it. Yeah, like if the tickets are like fifty dollars or less, I'd probably go. But if they're like you know even close to like PGA Tour prices, I probably wouldn't. I couldn't, couldn't, yeah, unless it was like, I don't know, probably yeah. like 50 would be my max, honestly. Yeah, 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 same. So, all right, so I guess, so, I mean, uh, our listeners probably know how this works by now, but uh, first we're going to go through the weekly matchups, um, then we'll uh, we'll have our guest interview, which, does Jake usually say who it is at this point? I can't remember, or should, I, should says, I say? My favorite part about this is he says it's a mystery. But then when you send out the link, it has the name on it. Oh, yeah. All right. So I'll go ahead and say, so this is this is a very special one. This is uh, Brian and I's father, Ron Hubble. Um, very, very excited to have him on. He's the uh, the oldest member of the league, so that should be uh, should be good. Um, we'll, we'll then do a uh, – after we interview him, we'll do a deep dive into his team. And then uh, Brian will do his uh, fantasy time machine deep dive. And then we'll talk the uh, the trades that have happened over the past week. So you want to get started with the matchup of the week, Ryan? Yes, I will. Um, Yash took a win over number two, Ricky, this week, 147 to 138. And Ricky had a pretty bad week, scoring 24 points under his projected. And because Yash won, even though he scored eight points less than his projected. Um, a lot of this is because Joe Mixon is still out. And uh, Devontae Adams only had 13, DeAndre Hopkins 19, Najee Harris 10, who I believe is injured. Did he come back in the game? Do you know? Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I wasn't, he, I didn't, he, did, he did not uh, return back in the game. Okay. Um, and then obviously none of his players went off and had a bad, bad week for Mike Evans, Russell Wilson, just kind of the normal players that haven't done great this year. And Yash, on the other hand, Justin Herbert and uh, Monroe St. Brown, the sun god, carried him away with 58 points just b- between them two. Yeah, I mean, Dal- especially because Yash had the tight end advantage this week because Don Schultz outscored Travis Kelsey, and so that helped Yash out a lot. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a crazy one. That's that's pretty surprising that that happened, honestly. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's also interesting, if you look at the bench between Yash and Ricky, they each scored over 117 points combined, or each. Really? Wow. 117.7 for Ricky and 122 by Yash. So they, their benches had a pretty good week. Um, obviously, so Yash didn't start Michael Pittman for one of the first times all year, and it proved to be a bad decision because Christian Kirk only got seven points. Yeah, so this great is, win for yeah. Great one for Yash. Yeah, so this was this was when I was very uh, I was watching very closely. I um, so I was 
I, I you know, so obviously I, so I'm in first right now and, uh, and I won this week and, you know, without, without, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think I'm giving away too much. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was, I was, I was playing Easton and his, uh, his team has not been doing so well lately. Um, but I, uh, I was really watching that one because if Yash beat Ricky, that was going to give me a two-game lead in the standings overall. So I was, uh, I was, yeah, I was pretty, pretty happy to see Yash win. Yeah, one. I can imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you want to take over the uh, next matchup? Yeah, yeah. So Jason and Caden played. Um, this one was not a match of uh, too much importance. Um, Honestly, <laughs> I mean, it's – so basically neither of these – you know, so Caden's in 12th, Jason's in 9th. Um, I don't think there's – I don't think at this point, even if Jason wins his next two games, he's probably not going to be able to make the playoffs, I don't think. I wouldn't um, – so he uh, – I mean, really, neither, so neither of them are going to be in the playoffs. Um, neither of them even have their own first-round picks this year. So – there's really there's not even tanking like <laughs> that can take place here. Yeah, so there's, there's really just like this game just like truly doesn't really matter at all. But um, I mean, it was I guess it uh you know it was it, it was fairly close. It was, the score was decided by less than twenty points. Um, the uh, really I mean J- Jason won, but he really did not have any very many standout performers. He did have uh, some. He played some Andre P Ryan, who had a good couple of weeks. You know, all of us Oklahoma fans love him. Um, TJ Hawkinson has come alive a little bit recently. He, uh, he scored about 14 points, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, but other than that, he really, he did not have a lot of production, not even, not even like production left on his bench. Um, his team, his team's, I think kind of, uh, tired, you know, I think they're just kind of waiting for the, the off season. So, um, on the, on the other side, it was, uh, you know, Caden. So he, he scored 119 in the loss. Um, his players, I mean, he actually had, I would say, more standout performers. He had Geno Smith, who had a pretty good game with almost 22 points. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. scored 23 and a half for him, who and which, to much to Jason's chagrin, because he had uh, Antonio Gibson, who only scored 8.4. That backfield is so weird right now. The way, the way it goes, like, every, it seems like every week it goes back and forth. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's a committee, but it's like they. Give one player yeah. all the yeah. players one week. It's almost like yeah. you get a bye week every Yeah, week. exactly. Um, I guess one uh, one thing I will mention for Caden's team that um, a little exciting for him is that he he's been rostering Jordan Love. I don't know how long has he had Jordan Love. I know I know Ryan drafted him. Do you know when Caden got him? Ago, that's what I was that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So Caden's had Jordan Love for a little bit now, and. Jordan Love did uh, get in the game when uh, Aaron Rodgers was was injured for a little while. So I think I think Rodgers is supposed to be back this week. Um, I believe I don't think it was like a super serious injury or anything, but no, it's he. Uh, they announced today that he will be playing this week. Okay, there you go. So yeah, um, but still pretty exciting just to I guess see a player that you've been holding on to see him do well, even if you know he's back on the pitch now. It's uh, you know, give gives you a little bit of when you're when you're in the, you know, Kane's in the dog days right now for sure. He's uh, you know, he doesn't have his own pick this year. I don't know. I know he doesn't have his own picks for the next you know forty years or whatever. So <laughs> it's you know you got to take a little wins. So 
That was uh yeah, but yeah, so that that was in recap, uh Jason beat Caden one thirty seven to one nineteen. Okay, I have three different points I wanna bring up here. Um uh, okay. I actually texted Caden about Jordan Love's trading price. Uh-huh. And uh, he he told me he said he couldn't he just he said A he wouldn't trade him. And he said I would and he responded with I would want way more than he's actually worth because he is young. And I said, well, what's that worth? Just out of curiosity. And he said, uh-huh. developmental. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, which at that point, like, about the same time, like, I, I wouldn't have traded a first or a dev, but mm-hmm. I think he did look really good. Yeah. Um, that was my first thing. And the second thing I texted Cade was that I was telling him that I wish I could just like super sim like an NBA 2K or the for a Madden franchise. Yeah. So Off season drafts because I'm just so ready. To- mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. I. Yeah. No, I, I I can imagine. Like I I would not want to sit through that. I mean, it's I, my other teams are like not nearly as good as this one. So in those leagues, I'm trying to just like I'm just kind of done. And yeah. so then this one, I'm just like I you know this one I'm obviously care a lot about. But like I yeah I would hate. I would hate, especially like since this is the one I care so much about, it would suck if this if I was like, you know, they just just you know wasn't competing and I was just just like just like wanting to get on to the next thing so bad. So yeah, 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 yeah I feel for you. It's pretty uh, brutal. Uh, uh, also, didn't you have Samaji Pirine in uh, uh, one of your classes? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so that's yeah. This is probably I uh, yeah. This is probably my. I guess, yeah, Samantha P. Ryan's run here has been, like, the best that an NFL player that I've ever personally met has ever done, to my knowledge, that I can think of. Let me think. I know I've met, I guess, I, or that I met before, because I have met, you know, like, Billy Sims or whoever. But um, but as far as, I guess, people who I, I met before they were in the NFL, this is probably the best, the best any of them have ever done. So that's fun. Um See- See, for maybe, my... Yeah, he was he was in my class, and I told him I told him that uh, this was like the year before. This is after his freshman year when he broke the uh, the single game rushing record for the for the NCAA, and um, it was like, but it was before the season started. And I told him I was like, I think we're gonna be pretty good this year. I think, and uh, I think I think we have the best uh, best collection of skill position players in the in the Big Twelve. And he was like, Yeah, me too. And I was like, Yeah, well, you're biased. And then we kind of laughed. And then we went to the playoff that year. So. All I can say is I think uh, I'm directly responsible for all of OU's success over the past, uh, you know, seven or so years. Um, I'm not responsible for what's happened recently. Um, don't put that it's on your, me. But 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 all the success that's me. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. What I what I yeah. The things I my my uh, magic spell that I put on the program it wore off. I guess so. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I need to. Of... I, I should probably apologize to Sooner Nation actually for that. But <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> I said, well, speaking of success, I had my second win of the year this week. Chris Godwin scored twenty six. Or I guess I'll go to the matchup. Uh, I beat Keegan one hundred and thirty five to one hundred and nine, and I I was pretty proud of myself for this one. Uh, Chris Godwin scored twenty six points. He really looked like the superstar that he can be. Isaiah Paseco scored 17. He finally got a rushing touchdown, got in the end zone. Yeah, how uh, many carries did he get? So I, I knew the week before he got 15. This week he got 22. 
Yeah, he's he's taking over the backfield. That's pretty cool. So uh, he's gone 15 plus the last three weeks. Hmm. So very exciting for that. James Cook didn't have a great week. Talking about my young players by Kyron Williams, especially since they cut Daryl Henderson. Looks like to get more carries. He had 11 carries this week, but only 35 yards, but also had 25 receiving yards. Kyler Murray also looked like a superstar, 28 points. Honestly, a pretty good week for me. And then Jelani Woods, did you see that? Um, no, I didn't. He uh, he led the uh, Colts in receiving yards with 98 receiving yards, eight receptions. And basically before the game, he because uh, he was on that Virginia team last year. And oh, so, the, so, so with the players that ended up dying yes. this year? Yeah. And so uh, he basically before – this was his first game back and uh, since that incident. And he basically, like, before the game said all of this is uh, – he doubled his yards in one game. That's cool. So, yeah. Uh, nice. Keegan, pretty bad week, uh, honestly. I don't think we can get, go into more Keegan's team than we already have with Jake or you. Mm-hmm. Tua, I also was very interesting. I don't know if you saw it, but he got subbed out in early third quarter for no reason, just for rest. Yeah, no, they were because they were up by it so much. Yeah, that yeah, was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. And then uh, bad week. Tyler Boyd, three points. No one. I mean, he had no one more. Uh, no one scored more than sixteen and a half by Traylon Burks. It's pretty bad week for Keegan, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah I don't really have anything to say about this one. Um, it's 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 kind of I guess since you don't have your own pick, it's you it know actually, you're, you're, it, it you're not really worried kinda, about winning. It hurt me because uh, now Keegan is only eight points ahead of Jason, and uh-huh. so I honestly kind of wanted to lose this week. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so yeah, I mean I don't know. We've talked about it before. Obviously, you already said, but yeah, Keegan, I I worry about his team a little bit. We'll see what happens if he's uh, – we'll see if he's willing to put in the work to, uh, to turn things around. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I guess I'll talk about my own matchup now. Um, so this one was me versus Easton. Um, it was uh, – you know, it was it was, it was was projected to be, uh, you, know, an, you know, a possibility for him to win. I think I had something like a – about like a 62% chance before any of the games were played. Um but this one is um, – it was exciting at least that this was between two playoff teams. So um, this is, you know, I'm, I'm going to – I think I've – I haven't, I guess, officially clinched the top overall spot. But, I mean, it would take – Not officially, I, but it would I would have to lo- downfall. Yeah, I mean, it would be, like, insane. I would have to – Get lose, yeah, lose the next, lose the next two weeks in major upsets, and Ricky would have to outscore me by like over a hundred points or whatever. So I, uh, you know, so it's 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 probably so probably not going to happen, but um, but yeah, so I'm like I'm probably going to get first. Easton, he is probably going to end up in sixth, um, just by virtue of even if he doesn't end up in the sixth spot. By record, he's probably going to get in by points by our by our points rule. So, um, you know, this is two playoff teams. So just just by nature of that, it was a pretty good uh, um, pretty good game. It was also um, you know for me personally, this was a nice one. But you know, I was playing playing uh, our brother, of course, but also because he was the only person who's beat me this year. Um, 
so that, yeah so this is like uh you know this is like in college football or like you know like so OU sometimes will play um you know like I remember one year they um we I think it was I don't remember who it was one year we lost to someone in the uh the regular season and then we got to play them again in the conference championship and that and that time we beat them and so you know it kind of like strengthened our uh you know our our standing a little bit in the eyes of the playoff committee just because of the fact that we um you know we got to we beat the one team we had lost to so so you know so if we had a playoff committee for uh for our fantasy football league what i'm saying is that i think my my case is pretty airtight at this point now that i've i've beat i've beat easton i the uh, you know i've i've the only two teams i haven't played yet are you who i'm playing this week and then keegan who i'm playing the last week so um you know i think uh i i guess uh you know i still have a couple 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 matches to go but i'm 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 close to at least winning winning the uh, the round robin portion of the season. You're gonna lose to me. Yeah, my, the... yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I didn't even talk about the matchup yet. <laughs> it's been so long talking about that. So this one was. I felt like my team did well, but they were actually like 17 points below projection. Um, Josh Allen had kind of a bounce back game a little bit. Um, the uh, on on Thanksgiving. Uh, the rest, of, a lot of my team did I, pretty solid. Stephon Diggs did well. Um, you know, CD Lamb. A lot of people, a lot of my players scored like almost right at their projection, like within like, within a point or two. Like almost everyone on the team it was it was kind of kind of a weird week for in in terms of that because usually usually that you know yeah. doesn't really happen. Um, my uh, I I am a moron. I played the uh, the exact two wrong running back so between my my four running backs that are tony pollard ezekiel elliott jeff wilson jr and aaron jones i chose tony pollard and jeff wilson jr jeff wilson jr was going to get like supposed to get all the carries against the texans um so who have done like horrible against running backs and then tony pollard has been like on a tear recently so i was like i have to start him and they scored i mean they did okay they scored tony pollard scored eight eight and a half Jeff Wilson Jr. scored at 13 and a half. Um, however, Aaron Jones on my bench scored 19 and a half. And freaking Ezekiel Elliott scored 18 and a half. Who, and he's kind of having a little resurgence, I guess. I don't, I don't know how. But he's, yeah. he, he actually he looked pretty good on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I don't know if you yeah. knew, but Jeff Wilson Jr. got hurt and came out of the no, game. No, like, right. Hurt. Yeah, I know. And then he came back. But he still only got – he still got I – don't, I don't know how many – uh, I can't, thirteen I carries, thirteen carries. You got pulled up, yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, thirteen, which is not like that's not nothing. So, but yeah. Um, I just, I mean, I know there was other circumstances, but I'm just annoyed with myself that, of course, I picked the wrong two. Um, so anyway, Easton's team, his, they did. Um, he had a few let him down. Um, really, the only player, the only non-quarterback that did well was uh, Nick Chubb. Scored twenty-two and a half. Um. Really, other than that, kind of disappointing. I guess Jamal Williams did pretty well on uh, on Thanksgiving for him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, of course, continues to uh, be the backbone of his team with uh, over 35 points, and then Lamar Jackson helped out with 25 and a half. Although, I I, I feel for Lamar. I don't. That's the whole all like all four of their games they that they've lost they've they've led at some point in the second half. That's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, they, just, they have no. I mean, 
I feel like they don't have very good skill position. No, no, they have no Mark Andrews. Yeah, they literally Mark Andrews is it. They have no good skill position players at all. Like they traded away Marquise Brown. Is uh was was Rashad Bateman hurt? I can't remember. He's out for the year. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, Jones that's right. Yeah. Um but anyway, the uh but yeah, so yeah, I, I beat Easton pr- pretty easily by by thirty one points and you know, it was uh honestly I'm I'm glad I didn't have to sweat it out until the end because I uh I was I was just I was really looking forward to just getting through this one and then I have a couple of easier matchups before the end of the season and you know maybe I'll rest my players between now and the playoffs who knows I you, have know, a, you have a tough matchup this week I'm healthy that's true you're right Brian I'm sorry yeah pretty tough one <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'm coming off of a winning streak yeah yeah it's one that's, game uh, winning streak yeah that's true yeah you're you're on fire right now yeah one guy I kind of feel bad for is our uh, co-host. Uh, Jake Thomas as he lost 115 to 181 to Chris. Yikes! This really, this really probably put Jake out of the playoffs for good. Pretty devastating for him. I mean, Travis Etienne got hurt. He only scored point three points. Trey McBride point six points. Uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson also got hurt one point. His defensive tackle two. His kicker four. Just a really bad week for um, Jake. Obviously, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence had a great uh, comeback win against Baltimore, as you just alluded to, with uh, scoring 25 points. DJ Moore did uh, really good with uh, Sam Darnold as quarterback. But, man, Jake just didn't start the right players. He's 16-point linebacker, 25-point quarterback, 20-point running back, 17-point quarterback, 26 26- 14-point receiver, 21-point receiver. I mean, he just left all the points on his bench this week. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, sorry, go ahead. And Chris went off. Uh, Miles Sanders scored 33 points, but in rea- his whole team scored between 12 and 23 points or so, besides Tyler Higby, who got zero. So, um, I have a question. Did you hear the um, the proposal that I gave Chris a couple weeks ago about Dallas Goddard and Kyle Pitts? Uh, no. I mean, I, I listened to the episode, that episode, but no, I don't. I don't think I. It, it, it was in the next. It was in Yasha's episode. Oh, okay. No, I haven't listened to that one yet. Okay. Well, um, I'll go ahead and say it again. My proposal was that I was going to send him Dallas Goddard, who's in, supposed to come back next week for Kyle Pitts. Mm. Well, it's you know, a, if I was Chris, one. if I was Chris, I would definitely not take that. But <laughs> at the same time, if he wants to win this year, yeah, I guess he does think that he has the, you know, he's going to win this season. I guess so. I, uh, I don't I mean, know. Dallas Goddard was the tight end three before he got hurt. Yeah, I just I would not do that. There's, it's I, hard. I uh, yeah. I know for a I, fact you you would not do that if you were in Chris's situation. I know you wouldn't. Oh, hundred um, percent. Yeah. So, but I, I, I well, there's a reason I, I'm offering it. So. Right, but Chris might. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Have you heard? Did you say it on the pod, hoping he'd listen, and then I I, I texted him and on the pod I said, but Chris didn't respond. Oh, uh, okay. But so he did. He, he, didn't he respond. did respond. But later, uh, um, the next day or two, and said he, uh, as of right now, no, but he'd think about it when Dallas Goddard gets closer to actually returning. 
Mm, interesting. So yeah. we shall see. But horrible yeah, week so... for Jake. Uh, do you want to talk about our uh, guesses matchup? Uh, yeah. So this was, uh, you know, Ron. Unfortunately, he actually had a decent week. He uh, scored one forty, which is, I mean, that's not you're not usually going to win with that, but that's not like embarrassing. Um, but he uh, he ran into the the buzz saw of uh, Ryan Chapman, who was, uh, you know, he did have he was four and four. Um, we were all excited because we thought he might miss the playoffs. Um, you know, we thought. Uh, there, you know, there was a chance he might fall out of it just because, but which was, which would have been crazy because he was, uh, everyone thought he was going to win the, uh, the league before the year, but his team has really come alive recently. And so he, he ended up scoring 196, the most points of the week to, uh, to beat Ron. So, um, you know, this was, and like I said, Ron didn't have a bad week. He, uh, he had James Connor score 23. He had Christian Watson uh, continue to ascend with uh, 21 points. I think he has six touchdowns now over his last three games, which is just crazy. Um, he had, he scored an 18 and a half points from, uh, from Adam Thielen, who's, uh, I don't know, not, not, you know, <laughs> I think there's a reason no one's taken Thielen from him, but uh, that is a pretty, pretty good vintage Thielen game. But I mean, Ryan, Ryan, his team was just unstoppable. You know, he had a good game from Derek Carr, good game from Justin Jefferson, uh, good game from Austin Eckler, good game from Jonathan Taylor, and then, you know, had one of the best games ever from Josh Jacobs, who rushed for 229 yards, had 74 receiving yards, and had two rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, he had, he scored 52.5 points for Brian. So just, I mean, just uh, an insane amount. Um, there was, uh, you know, with, you know, if Josh Jacobs had just scored, had say, scored his projected of 16 points, you know, Ryan would have scored 30, over 30 less points. So it's like, it's a, you know, one, one guy really carried him to the lofty total, but you know, that's fantasy football. It happens sometimes. Um, Ryan, uh, you know, his, his team's looking good and it's uh, at the right time of the year. He, uh, he's got two of the best running backs um, in fantasy or well, three of the best running backs in fantasy right now. He's got, uh, you know, he's got Justin Jefferson and, uh, and Jamar Chase, who, who Jamar Chase is about to come back, so he's got two of the best uh, best receivers in football. He's uh, he's got Derek Carr, who's had a pretty good season. He has uh, Darren uh, Waller coming back. Yeah, he has Darren Waller coming back, and you know he's of course had George Kittle there in the meantime. And then on top of all that, he has freaking Deshaun Watson, who's about to um, start you know come back this week. So. Really, uh, it's been uh, he's he's got a good team, but you know I uh, we'll see. There's uh, in fantasy football, it's not always the best team that wins. So there, it's it's often not the best team that wins. So he uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But you, uh, but yes, sorry, go ahead. Do you know how many days it's been since Deshaun Watson has played the last game? Uh, let me think. Let me guess. Uh, it's, 694. It will be 700 days. Oh, I was only six so away. Very close. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that pretty that good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that, uh, yes, yeah, so that's that's the uh, the end. Brian, you want to go over our uh, highest and lowest scores? 
Yeah, speaking of which, Ryan obviously dominated with 196.18 points, which was the highest score of the week. Chris was second at 180. Um, so really it wasn't a close matchup this week and kind of surprising to see that uh, you or uh, you and Ricky were in first or second this week. Um, the fewest amount of points was Keegan at 109.46 points, which was kind of funny because uh, that's over double my points last week. Um <laughs> uh, but overall, most for an entire season, we have number one, Ricky at five times, you at three times, Easton at one time, Jake at one time, Yasha at one time, and Ryan at one time. Overall, fewest, uh, Ron has had uh, held that um, mantle four times, Jason twice, uh, Keegan three times, me twice, and Ryan once. Ryan is actually the first player to be on the lowest score and the highest score of a single week as uh, – He's had a uh, interesting season so far, to say the least. Yeah. So, Caden uh, K- and Chris are the only two left to not be on the mm, list. I, uh, you know, and that's interesting. But I could see both of them getting on, but before the end. I mean, not, not, you know, I wouldn't bet on it, but it's, it's possible because, you know, between, Chris, uh, yeah, between, Chris I mean, Chris, yeah, Chris could easily get the highest one week and. I mean, Caden could. Caden is in last place, so it's honestly insane that he has not ever had the least. Like, I don't yeah. even. Know, I don't know how that's possible. He it's has, impressive. yeah, like he has the third least points in the league, and somehow he hasn't. Uh, he has not the least. But I'll uh, I'll go through the standings now. Brian, do you want me to do it by pod this week or by oh, I, overall? I, I say by standings or like overall. Oh, okay. So, all right now, this is uh, this is now with two weeks left before the. Uh, for the playoffs, I uh, I'm in first place. Um, I've uh, I've now clinched a of course a playoff spot, and I've also all but clinched a um, a buy in the uh, first round. So that's uh, that's pretty nice. Um, then in uh, second place, we really we uh, we have a three way tie um, by record, but a uh, um, but we have Ricky in second. Um, he's he's ahead by based on points. Um, then Chris is in third, and then Yash in fourth. Um, after them, we have Ryan, who's one game back of uh, of that that trio in second place. Um, he's eight and four, and then in sixth in the final playoff spot um, is Jake. Although, as we said, he would not currently today be in the playoffs because he's. Uh, currently about 160 points back of Easton. So um, it, it does kind of seem, I, you know, I, uh, I'm not sure that, uh, that Jake is going to be able to make the playoffs at this point. What do you think about that, Brian? I, uh, I think the playoffs are pretty set in stone. Yeah. The way that I can see it potentially, and I don't even think it's possible, is if uh, Yash loses the next two weeks, no, because the Yasha's already clinched, so I it's, don't think it's possible. Yeah, I'm I don't think. So. The, I'm looking here at the points, and I don't. Uh, yeah, I yeah, that's I'm like, yeah, I, I don't yeah, I don't think it's possible. So, um, which that's uh, that's that's too bad for Jake. So it's really which is it's kind of crazy. So we but we basically know the uh, the six teams that are going to be in the playoffs now, um, but you know it's still uh, we're still jockeying for position, especially those next 
those two through four teams, that's going to be, and even the fifth team, two through five, really, that's going to be a um, very, uh, very exciting to see which of them is able to get into that number two spot and get the, the very valuable first round buy. I mean, that getting that first round buy literally doubles your chances of winning a championship. So that's, I mean, that that's huge. Especially how uh, top heavy our league is, top six. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So that's, uh, yeah, so that's, um, that's, yeah, so that's the top six. Um, after that, you have Easton at number seven, who uh, currently would be in the sixth playoff spot based on points. Um, you have uh, tied with him by record is uh, Keegan at number eight and uh, Jason at number nine. Then you have yourself, Brian, at number 10, down at two and 10. Um, big, big drop off there. Yes. Um, and then, and then, uh, and then our, uh, our, our father and our guest, on this episode, Ron, uh, he's at number eleven at two and ten, and finally you have Caden at one and eleven in last place. Um, yeah. So, do you want to do our ad read? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Let me think of something. Um, well, so I'll uh, let me just talk about. Yeah. So, so you know, I said I've been watching soccer recently. Um, Shelby, Shelby watched a couple of the games, and then she said. She said, wow, soccer's really exciting. I might actually get into soccer. And so I, I, took, I, took, that, uh, I took advantage of that, and I bought FIFA 23. Um, and <laughs> I've been getting, been getting her to, uh, to play it with me a little bit. And uh, it's fun. I, uh, so this, this is specifically what this ad's for, is for um, playing cooperatively on FIFA 23. Because, of course, if I played against her, that would not be any fun for her. Because, um, you know, I just – I'd probably beat her pretty bad because she has not played many video games but playing on the same team we can uh, you know i can pass to her set her up in good spots and stuff and we can uh and you know we can we can have a good time so uh this is a this is uh you know this is, i, I want to tell everyone i i strongly strongly suggest that you buy fifa 23 and play it cooperatively with your significant other love it thank you see you uh all in a second all right, welcome back to the Experimental Dynasty podcast. Uh, we got uh, we have Ron Hubble, uh, Brian and I's father, with us today. It's a uh, it's a very very special episode. Happy are, are you, you, yeah, are you happy to be here? Are you uh, you proud we finally had you on? Yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm probably the last one, right? No, we actually still have like three or four more. Oh, okay. I figured I yeah. was last. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's pretty special, Brian. You have uh, you have, you have any uh, any any important things you want to say to say to our father before uh, before we get into the questions? No, I'm just excited for the family trio. We have really yeah. uh, excluded Easton from the situation. I know. Yeah, I feel kind. Of, yeah, I'm feeling kind of bad now. I feel. Yeah, we should have got Easton on. The oh, funny well, we'll, part uh... is, I was playing golf with your friends uh, with him before this. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, uh, yeah, we do. That, that'd be fun. We, yeah, maybe we can have ne- next time Jake is too busy to do the pod. We can uh, all four of us can be on. That'd be fun. So, yeah. So our our first question is, when did you get into fantasy football? And I actually I don't know the answer to this, so I'm I'm actually very interested in this. Uh, so when uh, when fantasy first came out, period, uh, baseball is all there was originally. Yeah. Uh, and so I played a little bit of fantasy baseball. Wasn't very good at it. Uh, it it mm-hmm. seems so much more luck to me. Mm-hmm. On 
anyway, and so then when football came out, uh, gosh, I don't know. You guys, what years are these? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, was it? Were you like, so were you like doing fantasy baseball back with like, uh, I don't know, capping eight, like Like capping eight? Okay, I was gonna say like Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, going eight, 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 nine. That's pretty. That's pretty early. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't remember that much about it, other than I wasn't any good at it. Yeah. And then, then football started later. Later, uh, I'd probably say it was oh, probably late nineties. I played some, mm. and then, then just on and off. But I always did full draft leagues. This is uh, the very first uh, franchise league I was ever in. Did uh, did do you remember how you uh, got to be in this dynasty league? No, I really don't. I, <laughs> I was I was trying to remember that myself. I think is basically one of you guys texting saying, "Hey, we need blah 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 number of players and." So you yeah. texted me because you knew I had some money. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably that's probably. I think that's about. We basically told you you had to do it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we are gonna go down the list of every single league member, and you have to give one thing that you know about each member of the league. We're gonna start out with Logan. Well, I know a lot about Logan. <laughs> you gotta know. Say one thing. Just one thing. One thing, uh, other than he's my son, that could be uh, it, I guess. Nah, you can't use son, okay? Fine, yeah. I was gonna say because that could be uh, three of y'all, yeah. Uh, that's, you uh, can't, how about you can't repeat, okay? Uh, so, uh, let's see, Logan, he likes uh, hiking, all right? Easton, uh, he likes basketball, Jason, <laughs> uh. Let's see what I. I don't know if he wants me to say this on air. Uh, uh, he he has a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might. Yeah, no. Well, I guess you could say that because uh, he. Uh, I was I was gonna say he might. I don't know if he wants that to be secret, but he did have to the morning after he got it. Like immediately after his brother bailed him out of jail, he had to go like to his church and go up in front of everyone. And admit to tell them all what he did, and uh, and apologize for it. So this is, I guess, it's not exactly a secret, but, but uh, uh, yeah. So, no, but I, well, not only knew that because uh, we had that uh, dinner at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh yeah, I forgot it, we talked it, about it. Yeah, and there was some question, and he brought there was something said, and he brought up the fact uh, it was the worst decision of my life, and then he said, "Oh no." Oh no! Actually, it was the DUI. But second, yeah. decision. second was the startup draft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Well, uh, what what's one thing you know about Caden? Uh, that he likes to trade. Oh, that's a big right. one. All right, this is going to be a little tough one here. Uh, what about Chris? He likes tennis. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's, a, a that's an easy one. That's an easy because one. Because that's the only podcast I've listened to. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very supportive father, as the millions can hear. Yeah. All right. What about Jake? Uh, 
uh, Jake, a super nice guy that uh, played baseball at Tuttle. Perfect. What about Keegan? That's a t- that would be a tough one for me. I would I would I be able to I would be able to say one thing about Keegan. I think. I really don't know hardly anything other than he never he's never sent me a trade offer. And he's one <laughs> and he's one of the few that has him. Yeah, well, that's good enough, uh, I guess. I would, I would my one my one thing about him would be his that he's a, an Arkansas fan. Yes. Yeah, so um, actually, in high school. Me, Keegan, and Jimmy Robottom um, did this contest to win, like, free college tuition. And it was a Saturday that we spent with Miss Bradbury. Oh, I didn't know Keegan was on that thing. Yeah, it was us three. Oh, that's yep. cool. Is he, re- is he really good at math? Yes. Uh, he, he actually <laughs> uh, was the valedictorian that spoke at our graduation. Oh, is he, oh really? Yeah. Oh, I would have done that except for stupid Re- Rebecca Wiseman took like 15 Spanish classes that are all for some reason get uh, five, worth five points. Yeah, I don't, that is pretty dumb. Uh, stupid, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> moving well, on. Uh, what is one thing that you know about uh, your middle son? Myself. That'd be you, right? Right, if <laughs> yeah. you can count. Yeah. That <laughs> um, I beat you at tennis yesterday. Well, I didn't play tennis yesterday, so that's... Oh, sorry. Day before yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> Sunday Sunday night I beat you at tennis. All right. Uh, you didn't want Rick- me to say that, did you? No. What about Ricky? <laughs> He's another one I don't know much about. Yes, you do. Do you know who who knows Ricky in this league? You've uh, met Ricky before. Have I? Oh, is he uh, the golfer? Yes, golfer at St. Greg's. We went to college. Yeah, okay. Together. Yeah, that's how I knew him. Okay. I wasn't relating the two of them. So, yeah, he's uh, uh, he likes to golf. Yep. All right. Uh, what about Yash? Uh, he's in med school. And he's a dumb USC fan. Yep, that's, uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. And then uh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan. Uh, uh, he likes to do uh, football broadcasts on the franchise. Perfect. And all right, and you're up next. What is your top five interests in your life? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I know there's going to be five of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, scuba diving. Uh, I mean, I scuba could, like every, everything outdoors is the problem. I mean, yeah. so I can break it down into five easily. Hunting, fishing, uh, scuba diving. Um, well, let's talk hiking. about each one real fast. What is your favorite scuba dive you've done or looking forward to? Uh, so the favorite I've done was, uh, uh, in Playa del Carmen, uh, and it was actually my first one, uh, mainly because, uh, everything just ran perfectly. It's like super clear water, lots of, uh, sea life, um, 
and it was super exciting because it was the first one. Um, outside of that, uh, when I dove at the lakes and stuff here in Oklahoma, they're not super exciting. They get you trained, and that's about it. So really, you live for the offshore ones. Like going to Florida was nice. Uh, going to some of the shipwreck dives, the Riscany. And then uh, uh, I'm going to do a, a dive in March uh, off, uh, oh, what's it called? Something Flower Gardens. Uh, it's about 100 miles offshore from Freeport, Texas, where I'll be diving with hammerhead sharks. Um, and so that's kind of exciting and a little bit nervous. But, that's pretty uh, interesting. What do you know how many yeah. uh, humans have been killed by uh, hammerhead sharks? Probably not very many. Ten million. That's not true. Actually, zero. There's actually been 16 recorded cases of them even by the humans, zero fatalities. Nice. That makes sense. So that's, well, that's pretty close to 10 million. Here's an interesting fact. Uh, basically, the... Even your more aggressive sharks, like tiger sharks and bull sharks, you can dive with. You just try to keep your distance, and you can usually just stick your palm out and on their nose and push them away if they get too close or too curious and stuff. Uh, but uh, the only ones you can't do that with are great whites. So even professional biologists that have been doing it for years and years and years they all cage dive they won't get in there with great whites makes sense mm. because they come uh, from underneath well and it, it doesn't matter i mean you could go straight to the bottom and it wouldn't be underneath it's just that they're just so aggressive like they will they'll tear you up just because you're there not because they're hungry mm. or being predators What's uh what's the biggest fish you've caught? Your coolest biggest. fish. Uh I've got one hanging on the wall in my uh office that I think it was fifty two or fifty four pound king salmon. That's uh, uh that's pretty exciting. I remember me and Logan being there. Yep. Mm -hmm. You were. I uh yeah, I was gonna, yeah, when dad, when are you gonna when are you gonna move to the uh to the Gulf Coast so you can scuba dive more? That probably won't happen. Oh, so, that's too bad. The, Why uh, won't it happen? Well, because well, if I were to move just to be close to the beach and scuba dive, it would probably be a move to somewhere like Costa Rica or mm. something like that. It wouldn't be because the Gulf doesn't here in the States doesn't provide that great of opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, there's a couple of individual dives that are good that take you way out, but you're on, you're on live aboard boats at that point anyway. Like the, mm -hmm. like the trip I'm taking uh, out of Freeport, Texas, you actually get there at 7 PM at night, get on the boat and then you go to bed and you and it takes uh, about ten hours to get out to where you're gonna dive. So you wake up the next morning at seven, eat breakfast, and dive your first dive. 
And so then you're out there for the next three days on that boat. Oh, wow. And I mean, and I so call we, it a boat. It's a hundred, hundred and five hundred and ten foot long. So, so I mean, it's, it's two follow ups. So you're saying it, it, those boats only go ten miles an hour? Uh, I believe twelve knots is what they are. Well, I don't know what a knot is, but I, uh, I bet I can find out. Uh, yeah, you can Google it. It's like one point two miles per hour or something. Yeah, one. Yeah, one point one five. Dang. So that means, dang. That's yeah. They only go thirteen miles an hour. That's interesting. I thought I would have thought. They go faster than that, so that, that's huh, yeah, no. That's a I mean, it, it's a huge boat, so it's one mm. of those big vessels. In, in nice. fact, there's, uh, I think there's, well, I don't know how many there are counting crew, but I know there's thirty passengers on it. So, so, so you saying so, so? You're saying that if anyone sends you any uh, any trade offers from you know March 13th through the 17th or whatever. You're not going to respond because you'll be scuba diving the entire time and 100 miles off the coast of Texas. If anybody's still even thinking about fantasy football <laughs> in March, <laughs> it's psycho anyway. Brian, Brian will be. I know that. A hundred percent. There's, I, I got to do my rebuild. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I won't be available. I'm going to do another one. I'm actually looking at uh, probably going to Cozumel end of January. Oh, nice. Uh, but I haven't decided on that one yet because I'd be do. I'm going with a friend, uh, dive buddy, uh, down to the Freeport one. But mm-hmm. I haven't found anybody to go with me to Cozumel yet. So, but you can go as a solo diver, and they kind of pair you up with you other wanna... solo divers. Do you want to tell Logan the uh, the story about the uh, what you posted the other day? I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, what do you yeah. post? Uh, so there is this Facebook site that he told me about that he posted to. No, Facebook. I don't want to. I don't even want to discuss that one. <laughs> I got. <laughs> it's all I'm off gonna... air. No, I'm going to explain the story on air. We got millions. Of oh, no, you'll get it wrong. Then I'll just say it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. The uh, so there's a Facebook group and it has like twenty five thousand members, and uh, it's called uh, uh, Single or Solo Diver Club or something like that. It's basically for people that have to dive go places solo because they don't have somebody to dive with and and people post on there all the time going to you know say Cozumel or whatever uh anybody can be there at the time and I posted that basically and I don't even remember the dates now that I did but looking at going to Cozumel anybody interested in uh or need a dive buddy while you're out there. And so, um, anyway, I got a few normal responses. Uh, I'll be out there the week before, or uh, the dates don't work for me, sorry. Or, yeah, or a couple of them that, yeah, actually, I will be out there. And so it's no big deal. And then all of a sudden, and so I went to bed, and I woke up the next morning, and there's like, five or six like individual like messages directly to me on Facebook messages that were uh, 
these women uh, <laughs> that like in addition to yeah I'm available for a hookup or whatever in, in addition to that they like sent photos of them in their swimsuits and scuba gear and all this stuff <laughs> like, like it was some kind of dating site and I was like I was like okay this is getting weird right so I didn't answer any of them and I, so I figured then I'd probably just delete it off there because it's just starting to get weird. And then uh, keep in mind, I have a TikTok page that I go by Oki Scratcher. Uh, that is, it's just me scratching off uh, um, what are those game tickets or whatever uh, scratch scratchers from the convenience store uh, lottery scratchers. Anyway, so the handle is Oakley Scratcher. Well, I get an instant message from one of these girls that say, hey, aren't you Oakley Scratcher on TikTok? And, that, and the <laughs> fact that they figured that out oh, wow. somehow completely freaked me out. I deleted it all off. I deleted the original post, the instant, I deleted everything. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was just kind of scary because all of a sudden you feel like you're being stalked. I mean, and that's why I told Brian, I was like, I'm 55 years old, and that freaking scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, anyway. I, uh, the, uh, Doki Scratcher was the craziest part. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Well, uh, getting back on track, uh, we, we talked about your favorite fish you've caught, we talked about your favorite scuba diving, what's your favorite, uh, hunt you've ever done? Uh, I've done so many of them when I was younger. I really don't even hunt that much anymore. Uh, but it was probably uh, elk hunting in Montana. I got a large six by six elk. Um, and you know, so much of the hunt is it's more about uh, being out there with the nature than it is actually shooting something because. When the the time I actually shot one, I was actually on two back-to-back hunts in Montana in the same month. And the first one, I didn't shoot anything, and I actually enjoyed it more than the one where I did. And the reason is is because it uh, uh, the first one, I had went into this open meadow and. Uh, right as sun, sunset was going down and this big uh, moose came walking out and completely oblivious that I was sitting there against a log. And at the same time, then all this other wildlife started coming out from the sides and it was just around this little pond. And so it was just, I don't know, one of those once in a lifetime moments as far as uh being in nature and nothing aware, you know, it's completely surrounding you and none of the uh, animals around realized I was there. And so, so anyway, then like two or three weeks later, I went on another trip, hunting trip to Montana and I actually got a six by six bull that, uh, uh, that was traveling in migration across, uh, uh, across these hilltops 
uh, when I shot him. And I mean, it was really cool to get the trophy, but it was not nearly as cool as it was just a couple of weeks earlier. So. Yeah, that's cool. So I think were those those are the only three three things you listed. So you still got to list two more. Well, now as I list them, I got to make sure I have a story to tell about them. Too. Right? Yeah. Apparently. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, fishing, hunting. Um, let's see. Um, poker, gambling in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and... how about are you gonna beat everyone in poker on a poker day this week? Oh, I don't know if I'll beat them. I mean, you can be the greatest poker player ever, and if you don't get decent cards, you can still lose. Did you know Eason is actually scared to play because of you? I'm sure <laughs> he is. He, he told me he's not gonna play because of you. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're all just, I'm just going to lose to dad. Yeah, he's, it's loser mentality. Yeah. So who's not playing? Easton. Because he's scared of you. Yeah, he's not going to play because he's, I don't know why he gets all the money afterwards anyway, one way or the other. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, fifth, uh, anyway, fifth interest. Anyway, so, yeah. What's that? Fifth interest. Uh, let's see. Gosh. Y'all should have told me something. I would have thought of something. I mean, I do lots of stuff. That's probably hiking or golfing or tennis isn't on. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, all those, like I said, outdoor stuff because I, I love golfing. I love, I like playing tennis. I, I yeah, like I'm hiking. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't mention golf. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that's just because I, I wouldn't say I'm burned out on them, but I, I just, I don't get nearly as excited as I did when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I know. You, I, sorry. I was just going to say, used to, you know, up until the age of about 40, I always felt like, oh, I'm, you know, keep playing more and improve my game. At this point, it's like trying to keep your game from going downhill. <laughs> yeah, that's so, sad. That's, yeah. that's depressing. I didn't, I did notice that you, as your, you did not list your uh, wife or kids as any of your top five interests. Um, I think that's uh, that's that's interesting. So uh, all put... that stuff I do with my kids or wife, I'd say wife, but I was gonna say I don't think you do any of those with your well, maybe gambling, but I don't think you do any of the others with your wife. <laughs> well, even then, it's more like hand her money while she plays goes and plays slots, right? <laughs> so. Well, to piggyback off of that, which son are you most proud of in this fantasy football league? The uh, is it the uh, Logan who uh, who's gotten second place but just can't finish it out? Is it me who has only made the playoffs twice, or is it Easton who has never made the playoffs but having a rebuilding team? Probably Easton. He was handed shit. 
Yeah. He was really handed a pile of crap with that team. <laughs> yeah. And, and granted, it was complete luck because he didn't know any better, but he's hit some home runs with like hurts that nobody else would even pick mm-hmm. at the time. And, and a lot of that had to do with he didn't know any better. And so the fact that he's actually doing pretty decent now and everything he knows about football, he's learned in the last like year and a half. Yeah. Uh, because I... if you remember, he never even used to sit and watch TV with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, at... It was, yeah, I remember that. Um, so, yeah. All right. So we have a question in here um, two, from two of them. And uh, they want the crowd wants to know who are you most disappointed in any of your sons, or and who is your least favorite son? Oh, I'm sure. I think these are <laughs> yeah. These, I think Jake especially was wanting to know. You can't let Jake down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the only two of your sons are currently uh, talking to you on this Tuesday night. Yeah, you can easily say Easton. He's probably not going to listen. The uh, Easton's in the other room, probably. Oh, uh, yeah. In. <laughs> the, uh, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not disappointed in any of my sons. So, I, so they're it, all it, your it, least favorite. Or, yeah, yeah, we're all your least favorite. Okay. You're, you're all my least favorite. Whoever happens to beat me at something, the last is, is my least favorite at the time. Um, <laughs> Has Easton beat you in Madden this week? Yeah, he did, actually. So would Uh, Easton be your current least favorite son? Only because you lost to me at tennis. Oh, did I bring that up once already? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, all right. Now i got two more questions. Um, They want to know, how often do you check group me and what is the best way to get hold of you for a trade? <laughs> I everyone I I I have the little red badges that show up on group me. So every once in a while, when I see them, I look at them. Uh, yeah, once once but, the number gets up to like three hundred. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it de- well, it depends. If you guys are having a big group conversation you know, where everybody's going back and forth talking about something, then I silence it or, or quiet them to where, yeah, they'll build up for a while. Uh, the, uh, but I, and I know what you're talking about because there's people like uh, Caden that'll text me for a trade and I literally don't ever respond to them. <laughs> This was actually a, uh, Jake's question because he can't uh, get. No, uh, I don't remember ever ignoring Jake, but really I wasn't even ignoring Katie. What it is a lot of times is they, they'll send me a trade offer and I honestly don't even know who some of the players they're offering or wanting. I, I, <laughs> I, this year, because I've been. <laughs> this is this year, guys. <laughs> This year, because uh, uh, I knew I was out and rebuilding, I've been so much less interested during this rebuild that 
and there's guys on my team that I happen to pick up that week or like the week before that might be a defensive back or, or even, even a, a running back or something, you know, that happened to be a backup that suddenly became a starter that I don't even know who they are. They just happened to be someone I could get off the waiver wire because one of my guys went on IR. And so anyway, I'll get a trade offer from somebody and and they'll throw out names and I'm not even sure who they're talking about. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to look at it and see if I want to take it. And then I forget to get back with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, that's it. Obviously, this shows you how old you are. And uh, as you are the oldest in the uh, league, does this give you youth, or do you think we're a bunch of dumb kids? Does this give me? Youth? I think I think those are separate questions, Brian. So, yes. so this was uh, I believe Jake probably wrote these. So, uh, well, so first, so what's it like to be the most wise slash oldest person in the group? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I don't. I don't know how to answer that because uh, it's the only way I, I know it as. Yeah, uh, you've never, but, you've never, you've never, you've never felt anything else, right? But right. So ways. yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, I'm I'm in a different situation in life than everybody else in the league. Every, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like everybody else. I don't even remember what first and second place pays or anything like that. And it's because, you know, m when you're older like me, money just flows through you. It comes in and it goes back out all the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I, I make good money, so the the amount of money and, and the fact that I spend money so fast, whether it's buying things, paying bills, or or paying for stuff for kids or whatever, it just it doesn't make a difference. So it's really more about you know the trophy or or the the small amount of prestige you get. With yeah, but well, yeah. I, so yeah, I it really say. isn't the price money. I, I I honestly could not tell you what I spent a single dollar on. Yeah, the yeah. yeah I will I will say the prize money. Like for if I was to win it, I probably would not. It would be like I mean, it would be cool, but it's not like that big a deal. But right. it's but like now that we've changed. I mean, it's better now that we've changed it to a fifty dollar entry fee. But but like if Easton won the money, that would probably be like the best part of the year for him. If, oh, if yeah. He, yeah. But even with him, I think you're looking at somebody that more than even the money. I mean, the money would probably last him a week. Yeah. Until he found something cool to buy. But even with him, the cool part would be he got to bra gets to brag about it for a for a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's for all of us. I think. I think we. I mean. Yeah, I don't care. I literally this whole season, I really have not thought about the fact that I could be getting money. Like all, yeah, like you know, I I only I just want to win so bad. Yeah, it's almost like a board game. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, what was the second part of that question? Well, it was the it was it was he yeah he asked does it give you youth? So does it being the most wise slash oldest person in the group does that give you youth? Do you feel you feel younger? I guess being the oldest it doesn't really make sense, but you know we're asking it so just, just to be nice. Maybe to it's just maybe it's just wanting to know if. I feel wiser because I'm or the oldest. Maybe, or may, oh no, maybe, maybe do you feel younger being around all these younger people or, or being in this room oh, with all the younger people? I gotcha. Uh, or maybe it, it, the more young people you're around, the older you feel. Yeah, uh, yeah, there you go. Wow, philosophical. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it'd probably be different. Uh, if if everybody you guys are all everybody except Easton is of at least the age where they're mature and mm-hmm. I mean they make jokes and things like that but it's not immature immaturity yeah. jokes and so I think that would bother me if I mean if it was a bunch of 18 or 19 year olds just knowing how 18 you know teenagers act it would bother me but the fact that all you guys are in your mid twenties or later, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. I mean, so you're saying you so. don't think we're just a bunch of dumb kids? As or Jake asked, the third question. Or is yeah. there only one dumb kid? Yeah, oh, yeah, there's one dumb kid. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, my dumb. <laughs> yeah, you're the least, dumb the kid. least favorite son, correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, the one I'm most proud of. Isn't that what I said earlier? Yeah, he's the most, one I'm most, proud, of. most, most most... proud of and dumbest kid. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh. No. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know if I could have gone through all the stuff he's gone through with his back lately either. So, so well, that'd be you, tough. If you mm-hmm. had to adopt any of the guys in the league to be your fourth son, who would it be? Can I get a copy of their payroll checks first? <laughs> it's not like you're getting ours. Oh <laughs> uh, well, let's see. If I need someone needed someone to take care of me in an old folks' home, probably be Yosh since he's going to be a doctor. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's that's a good choice. Uh, outside of that, I'd probably uh, oh. You know who it's going to be, and he's going to get a big head because of it. It's Jake. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to say Jake. It's because he's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, Yash or Jake, dependent on how much Jake makes. Depending on how much care you need. I, I was going to say, dependent on how uh, yeah, how much elderly care I need. <laughs> if I need a lot, I need I need Yash around. I need a lot <laughs> You give a ton of uh, elderly care to your uh, dad, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better be quiet or I'm going to make you call him after this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really need to you ask could, uh, You could always get him on for a podcast if you'd like. Uh, that would be a legendary. <laughs> that, would be, that would be pretty funny, yeah. Can oh, you imagine man. trying to describe how to download <laughs> the Anchor app? Yeah, yeah. Before even getting on, it would be. And you then, would, 
we get him on, and he's just like, we have you, literally everything we say, we have to explain something about, like... No, the, it's not even that. He wouldn't be able to hear you. Yeah, that too, yeah. <laughs> you would have to, well, you would have to do, you would have to do it in person. There's no way he could do it over the phone or, or any other way, just because, I mean, you have to repeat yourself 15 times. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Who is uh, your favorite trade partner in the league? Hmm. I don't know that I have one. Okay, do you have uh, a least favorite trade partner? Yeah, but I can't remember who it was. There was somebody... <laughs> There's somebody that's always overvaluing their players. Well, do you have a couple options here? One of them is uh, Logan because he doesn't like to trade and really thinks it through, but I think he gives fair trades. Easton is possible just because he, it's Easton, like dumb kid. Uh, Jason um, used to hate picks and used to love players. Caden overvalues and undervalues every player. You have Chris, who he, he's, yeah, I don't think he over. And then I'm maybe Yash with I'm... USC. Yeah. I don't know. I think some people, I've heard people say that Ryan has high values on his players. That is true. It could be him. Yeah, and I, I really can't remember who it was, but mm-hmm. I definitely have one that, like, we went back and forth like three or four times, so I'm just like, you want the world for an average player. Mm-hmm. So, so I just I remember thinking, you know, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. Who has Kelsey? That would be Ricky. That's who it was. You thought Kelsey is an average player? No, <laughs> no. I just remember he had Kelsey. I mean, uh, I had – it was back when I had Dalvin Cook and players like that. And Kelsey was involved in a trade. And I just remember thinking, you know, he wants like three five-star pay- players for one five-star player and two average ones. Makes sense. We were looking at bundles anyway. It was like a year or two ago, so uh, so he's reformed now. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. probably. I mean, well, that may have been the only time I ever tried to trade with him. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, um, are there any changes that you would like to see in our league? Hmm. I was trying to think. <sighs> the only one I've I thought about before was uh, a way to roll it over to new players. So if, say, let's say, for instance, we use Yash as an example. Say he graduates from med school, he becomes doctor, and he's working tons of hours. And he just doesn't have time. Or, or any of you guys that don't have kids, start having kids, and you don't have time to mess with it anymore. 
so then you have to bring in another player to replace you. But the issue with that is what Easton faced, for example, when uh, Xander, he got Xander's team. Xander's team was horrific when Easton took it over. And uh, he didn't, he had an average number of picks, not like he had built up a bunch of picks, but he had way, way below average players. And so there, I, and I don't know how you do it exactly, but there's got to be a way to where anyone coming into the league doesn't look at it and say, well, no, I don't want to buy in because it's going to be four years mm-hmm. of buy-ins before I could possibly ever place in the money. Yeah, I, uh, we could probably, we, yeah, that's, that's, if we, we would probably talk about that. It would probably be a case by case basis, uh, where we would, you know, look at, uh, you know, we'd look at a team and say, okay, did this, if this person like, um, you know, really like totally ran it into the ground, then we could, you know, for example, uh, like give them, give them like an extra pick or two or, you know, some like give them well, something like some compensatory picks or something. Do it to... like when there's expand. I was thinking like expansion teams in the NFL, uh, where basically, they come in, and I think it's in the NFL where they do that. They get to pick players from every other team for their yeah. rosters. Yeah, that's a, that's a thought. Also, I mean, and yeah, and so there, yeah, we might do something like that. Hopefully, hopefully, there's not going to be a team that's in quite as bad of a spot as. Uh, I would say mine is, except I have a lot of picks. So right, yeah, exactly. So most people have picks, like at this point. Um, I mean, I guess Caden would be like the one example, but I know he's not going to leave. Uh, you know, Keegan's team is kind of struggling, but he he does have some picks. So I I don't know I I don't I don't. Hopefully, it's not going to happen like that. But yeah, if it does, I'm, I'm we will we'll probably talk about something. Anyway, that's a good idea. The just some way to figure out how to because yeah, eventually, you know, Xander's not going to be the only one. Somebody else is going to drop out multiple someones eventually and there's got to be some some way to entice another player or someone else to take over that team without feeling like they're just donating a couple hundred dollars over the next couple of years you know with no chance at all of winning I fully believe that whenever I die and I'm in my casket that the Bass Trophy will be in there with me because I'll be the reigning champion (laughs) <laughs> gotta get it once first yeah that's, that's very true that'll be his first time well uh, last question here uh, before we go into your deep dive um, who uh, who do you think is the funniest person in the group me uh, the best the funniest story was Yash I don't think that there, there's probably funnier people. I think Jason's funny. I think uh, uh, some of the stuff back and forth between some of the guys are funny. But the funniest story was Yash, by far. And the that's one when he's, he's uh, training what, in the surgery room. Yeah, he's in the. Uh, no, not that one. The one where he's at the hospital, getting yelled at by some. Getting yelled at on the phone by some lady uh, that because he's told her that 
her brother passed away. And it just so happened it wasn't even her brother. It just happened to be the same name. <laughs> I forgot about that. Do y'all remember that? Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and, and so she's like yelling at him. I ain't no broke bitch. I, I can get me a lawyer. I'm suing all of y'all. <laughs> and just started going off on them. And it's all because it was a misunderstanding. There happened to be two people at the hospital with the same, it was a common name, something like, you know, it wasn't John Smith, but it was something like it like James Jackson or something like that. And there happened to be two of them. And one of them apparently died, uh, I believe, of COVID or something or complications from surgery. And the other one was just fine, <laughs> which was her brother. And she and she called up there wanting to talk to him. And, and he got on the phone and said, I'm sorry, he passed away. <laughs> and she hangs up the phone and then she shows up at the hospital just bawling and just unbelievably distraught and that's when they discovered it was the wrong person and she went from being totally distraught to just totally pissed off and going <laughs> saying how she was suing the hospital she was suing him and Anyway, yeah, that was a funny story. I forgot about I, I that. Found I, brought that up. I, I found it. it I found it. I was looking for it. Oh, going he, back uh, and finding that story. Yeah, he. Uh, the yeah, it was basically. Yeah, he started it with just big mental note for people. If two patients have the same last name and one dies, and someone calls asking about a patient with that last name, confirm the first name. <laughs> That's what it was. And then yeah, and then he goes to, yeah, basically on to say everything that uh that, that what was you just the name said. Did he say? Rodriguez was the last name. Rodriguez will always be a yeah. person we know. Yep. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> So yeah, it's uh I guess uh yeah, that's it's a, a good lesson for all of us. Yeah, but if you read through that whole thing, it's just hilarious. Yeah, that was really funny. I I totally forgotten about that. Uh, Logan, do you want to take us into the deep dive? Sure. So the uh, and I hope you can use the uh, the old fantasy time machine, Brian, for uh, you know talk about his uh, his um, you know his original team. But he uh, so Ron was an inaugural member of the uh, Experimental Dynasty League. he uh, And then he actually, he actually won the league in the first season. Um, he has, and let me, let me go back. Let me pull that up. He, um, so his, uh, let's see. So his, let's see if I can pull up that, that final game. It was against me, of course, because, you know, we, uh, I obviously got second place as I do. Um, he uh, he had a uh, yeah, but that was the big deal on that was actually the semifinal where I had someone one player go off on Monday night to beat uh, I think it might have been Jason. I beat somebody, yes, 
Yeah, I remember you had. A, yeah, you had. A, you only beat Jason by about six points in the semifinal. But it was ridiculous. Like one player, I think, and I don't remember. It was either. Uh, I think it was Lamar Jackson. It was Lamar Jackson scored like forty-two points on mm-hmm. on Monday night or Sunday night in the last game to to even get me to the finals. So. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, so that this was this year. That was that year. I. Uh, I I'd scored two twelve in the uh, in the semifinal, and then the next week I uh, I put up a lowly one sixty to uh, to get beat by twenty two by you, Dad. So that was uh, that was uh, you know it's a it's a it's a wound for me. Yeah, you had Lamar Jackson was going on a tear there. Was that his? That was his MVP season, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I so. so he scored. Yeah, he scored thirty nine in that semifinal, and then he scored thirty four in the final. So yeah, he was he was doing pretty good. Oh, and then you had freaking Andy Dalton also scored thirty four. Oh yeah, in he the never, final. That, that was probably the only time he scored thirty four in his life. Yeah, probably. Good lord. So yeah, that was. Uh, but so your team back then, you had a uh, a decent squad, and you know it's kind of you have to you have to think back. Of course, you know not all, obviously these players aren't necessarily uh, good today, but. They were uh, pretty good for the time. You had Lamar Jackson and Andy Dalton on that uh, that championship team as your quarterback. You had um, Allen Robinson and uh, Terry McLaurin as your starting uh, wide receivers, and that was Allen Robinson, who was uh, I think that he I think he had a wide receiver one year season that year, so that was good. And Terry McLaurin was a rookie, but he he had a really good rookie season. And then you had um, Todd Gurley who was uh, still doing pretty well at that time as your, uh, as your RB one, you had um, Raheem Mostert as well, who kind of had a surprise good season. And then you had, I don't even remember, know what this guy's full name is. I mean, I'm oh, double DeAndre checking. Washington? Yeah, DeAndre. Okay. I thought I was thinking it was DeAndre. Yes. Yeah, so you had DeAndre Washington as your second running back. Um, I think that was because, did, yeah, you had Dalvin cook, but he got injured. So you actually, you overcame, Dalvin Cook being injured to win that game, so that's a uh, that's that's, a, that's pretty good actually. Pretty My impressive. favorite part about DeAndre yeah. Washington is that he only had uh, three double-digit games all year, and it was uh, one after our playoffs has concluded, and one of them during the finals. Wow, man! So yeah, that, that uh, twenty-one points. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty helpful. So yeah, and then. But so since then, you've uh, you've gone downhill a bit. Um, your team is, uh, you know, it's not what it once was, of course. You uh, and not really through any, you know, it's not like you made any bad trades or anything. It's really just that you're uh, you you kind of drafted an old team. I've uh, I've mentioned this to other people, uh, talking about how when the three of us pl- did a uh, um, NBA 2K, uh, probably I don't know, there's probably 2K 13 or 2K 12. We did a uh, we did a like an association or a franchise mode um, where we all three played like on your you had different teams and uh, led them for ten years to see like who would win the most championships and you won like the first two and then you because you drafted like all the best players in the fantasy draft and Brian and I drafted all like the young players and stuff and then like. So you won the first two, and then your team started going downhill, and then you were like, I'm going to go take a nap, and so you left, and your team was just like, 
sat there, nothing happening to it, uh, just getting worse and worse while me and Brian won a bunch of championships. Um, and uh, that was uh, that's basically what happened in this league. You drafted all the old people, you won a championship, and then you uh, your team fell off. But you, you, you know, taking that. Yeah, he was taking that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. My players did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had uh, who Tom Brady as my quarterback. My I was trying to think last year who were my well, quarterbacks we'll go I got traded away. I have uh, the list of players that you drafted and how much you paid for them in the uh, fantasy time machine, so we can go through it then. Okay. Um, but I want to um, – do you have any uh, – Logan kind of said your dynasty philosophy, but do you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, uh, basically I drafted to win year one. And hopefully year two, but obviously I finished second in year two. Uh, but my because number one, I didn't know how long I'd be in the league or how long the, this league would last. And uh, number two, uh, it was the only sure way to. I mean, I think everybody tried to pick the best players, but I just I didn't care about age, whereas a lot of the other you guys did as far as the age of the players. So my philosophy was win early and then trade everything away, try to get as many picks as possible and rebuild it again, which, which I mean, I guess would be similar to like a lot of the, like San Antonio Spurs, the, well, that's the Thunders, uh, Oklahoma City Thunders philosophy what they're trying to do too the difference is is i actually won and they didn't so (laughs) (laughs) well uh yes you won once but when will your uh, next fantasy championship be uh i'm guessing 25 could but i'll compete at but i'll compete in 24 oh that's i mean that's only two years from now it's pretty soon yeah, but I mean, you count this year too. So really, it's a full three-year gap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I I find that interesting because Jason gave the exact same answer. I mean, to the dot. Of that's twenty-five, but I'll be competing in twenty twenty-four. Well, that's interesting because this season he thought he was going to be competing already. So that's uh, that's interesting. He's backed it up that much. Interesting. Huh? But uh, let's go into your team and what they are now. How this works is I'm going to say the player, and then you're going to give me your thoughts on them and how you see them going forward. So your starter is Jimmy Garoppolo at your quarterback situation. Your bench is Kenny Pickett, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Mitchell Trubisky, and Teddy Bridgewater. What's your feelings about this quarterback room? Uh, Pickett is the only one that's going to be worth the crap. Do you still have long- faith in uh, Kenny Pickett long term? Well, that's so much of that's going to depend on what Pittsburgh Steelers do. You know, they're they're at least for I have faith in him, but uh, but really a lot of that's going to depend on what Pittsburgh brings in as far as receivers. And a lot of people don't realize how many good receivers Roethlisberger had. 
and so which drove his numbers up for a long time and uh so if they're able to do that i have faith in them but you know so much of it depends on uh you know what he has around him just like just like every other quarterback except a lot of them are they're they're not franchise quarterbacks pick has got a chance to be yeah, makes sense. Um, nice. Well, let's go to your running backs. Um, your starters are James Conner and Rashad White. Your bench is Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Savon Ahmed, and Rashad Penny. Do you like any of these? Do you like any of these going into the future? How's it feel? Um, I think running back position, everybody's – one game away from being out of the league. So I, I, you know, you get, and you know this with your team, Brian, I mean, you had the best running back in the league two years ago and may, and, and then he sits for an entire year with an injury. And now you traded him this year and he started getting injuries again. And, uh, so I don't know if, uh, uh, I don't know that I put a lot of stock in running backs long term. I just don't think the longevity is there for him. I mean, same thing with like Elliott for Dallas. I mean, everybody wanted him two years ago, but look, look, two years later, he's injured all the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Running backs obviously have a short life, but you do McCaffrey, need them. McCaffrey's McCaffrey. who I was talking about yeah. with, with yours, Brian. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you do so, need them to win. Yeah, you have to have them to win, but I think you have to get one lucky. And number two, I, I really feel like your best bet is is to draft a, a couple of good ones and then hopefully one of them develops so that in their second year they actually become a number one running back. But the other issue with running backs is – they have to get drafted by someone that uses a primary back and doesn't split time two or three ways with, you know, ha- has a running back by committee philosophy as a team. So, it, so, okay. So your thoughts are basically draft a receiver, draft your quarterback, and then when you start competing, start drafting your running backs and hopefully you hit on a couple of them. Yeah. It, well, and I mean, I think receivers and tight ends – or where you need to do your research. Yeah. Yeah. Well, going it, into those positions, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and just like with all the positions, especially, I mean, receivers, one of the big ones that it depends on what team they go to, you know, mm-hmm. if they go to a team that doesn't have a good quarterback or even that has a good quarterback, but has a terrible offensive line and that quarterback doesn't get time that receiver's never going to get the opportunities. So, yeah. anyway, so a lot of a lot of that so much depends on and th- and that's the danger uh that we do as number 1 when we do the draft, but more so when we do uh the developmental draft that we do. You have no idea you know where these guys are going to end up in the pros. You got to draft off from talent, not Right, that's my point. And then hope you get lucky that they're on a good team. Yep. 
Um, we're going into receivers. I think this is by far your best position. You're Chris Olave, who's obviously dominating with the Saints, Christian Watson with the Packers, Garrett Wilson with the Jets. Three great rookies. Honestly, you set yourself up for the future here. You have some older receivers also with Adam Thielen, Adam Romson, Darnell Moody, Michael Gallup, LaVisca Schnaltz, obviously younger, Kadarius Tony younger, and Sammy Watkins. Uh, I think you're – what do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, they, but there's one select. Like, I think Chris Watson's a superstar in the making. And Chris you just Watson? saw that the last – yeah, sorry. Uh, but I think – and I think you saw that in the last few weeks of what he did. But leading up to – I mean, he scored, what, six touchdowns in two games? In three games. Uh, and anyway, but leading up to that, he had zero touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think you're starting to see it. But, but who's to say how good he's going to be next year? You know, because uh, – Oh, what's his name? Quarterback. Uh, Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers. Uh, I mean, he's only getting older. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so who's to say, you know, how how, how much of his career is going to be wasted with a washed-up uh, quarterback? That's so. true. Uh, Jordan Love did look good the other night, so that's promising. Uh, yeah, but they won't, ever bench, they won't ever bench Rodgers is yeah, the issue. Right. Um, you're right. Kadarius Tony uh, going to Kansas City, that's a big boost for him. Maybe he can get some more touches. Yep, they needed him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, went on the IR today, so that's a hit. But obviously you're not trying to win this year. Who did? Darnell Mooney. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think he... I don't know exactly what he did. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyways, probably, yeah, I mean, he definitely uh, went on IR, though. Yeah. But going to your next position, uh, your starter is Tyler Conklin, and your bench is Will Disley. What's your thoughts here? Just you need some, you need a superstar, and they're out there. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is both the tight ends I have were picked up off waiver wire both this year. So, I mean, and it's just like, I mean, there's so many tight ends in the league that are projected to score six points. And so if you can get a a hold of somebody uh, like a Kelsey, like a Kittle, or like Kittle was, anyway – uh, some players like that, that those guys are the ones that make a difference okay. that you, you give you a really a leg up uh, because most of the defensive positions we play with, you can have good ones, but, but they're usually very similar. Like, like a linebacker low end will be eight, eight points high end will be 14 points right and so yeah. so for a team same thing with safety same things uh uh with kickers generally speaking uh you know sometimes you you know one kicker will go off for 24 points or something but uh but generally speaking 
like a tight end, there's a couple of tight ends in the league that will consistently get 10 to 15 points higher than everybody else. You know, Gronk yeah, I mean, used to, Gronk, Gronkowski used to be that way a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. Do you picture yourself drafting a tight end or just using draft capital later on to get that player? If I found somebody, the problem is uh, those guys are really hard to find. I mean, they're even hard to pick because uh, like no one would have picked Gronkowski. No one uh, – I don't know that Kelsey was a high pick or Kittle or any of those guys. I mean, uh, I don't know that you can find them in the draft. Yeah, and it, even it, Kyle it, Pitts is obviously not showing uh, showing up very well for Atlanta right now because they're not throwing him the ball. Yeah, and so – and I was trying to think some uh, – who was the uh, Gronk was picked. Gronk was picked in the second round, so he uh, – people probably would have picked him, but – but, yeah, I do agree in general. Early, but not, like, obvious you should pick him. Yeah, not like a first round. Not like Kyle Pitts drafting the top ten. Yeah. And so uh, – but at the same time, you know, Pitts may – that's one of those positions where not only do you have to be a good receiver, you have to be a great blocker, and there's a lot more to that position. So, uh, uh, you know, in fact, a lot of people think that tight end position and the fullback position are pretty much the same type of person. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to catch it. You got to be able to block, run with it after catching. So, uh, anyway, so there's just it, they're hard to locate. So, if if I found somebody I really thought would be, yeah, I, I'd I'd pick him, but. I don't know if I can read talent that well. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. Who's the uh, who's the oh, the OU tight end that went to Cincinnati? Jermaine Gresham. Jermaine mm-hmm. Gresham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, out of all the people I had ever seen play that position, I thought he would have been an absolute superstar in the league, and he stayed in the league for a long, long time, but he was never a superstar. He he never – I mean, he put up average tight end numbers. Yeah. It's and, crazy I mean, just how many of them just do average. Yeah, I mean, he, he basically – he just did average numbers, but he had – he was like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, he, he was a basketball star, so he was super athletic. He was really big and strong. It was like he had every tool available – well, so what was it? Was it the offensive scheme he was in? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm going to talk about my favorite, or not really, it's my favorite part mainly because I think people underappreciate it. Um, your IDPs. I think your IDPs are pretty bad, honestly. The <laughs> defensive back, uh, Donovan Wilson, I've never heard of. Then defensive lineman Darren Payne, surely you can do someone better. Jordan Hicks at your at your linebacker is good, and Harrison Smith on your bench is good. Never heard of. I think you probably need to drop a couple of these players and just pick up young players off the waiver wire. 
because well, that's where those guys came from. Okay, <laughs> but at, at least basic young, at least draft young IDPs. Well, I don't. Up. Well, you don't. I mean, when I go to the waiver wire, it's a week by week deal. When I just whoever's the highest available projected person, I put them in there, and the next week I'll probably trade them back again. But there's someone else projected to get more. I had no, I had no value on defensive players at all. Did you know that Yash only won last year because of the kicker and IDPs? If he did not, uh, if there was no kickers or IDPs in the league, he uh, Logan would have his uh, first championship. Uh, no, I didn't know that. I didn't uh, know that. Yep, it's wow. a fun but... fact. I mean, did you learn, and, and, did you learn that yet last week on the Yash episode? Yes, we did. Oh, well, I guess I need to catch up then. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, if one became available, but I can't project what player's going to be really good in the future at defense. So, You're right. You to, can't. But what you can do is – Yeah, I mean, like there, look there's up, somebody uh, le- – there's somebody up, leading uh, the league right now in uh, – uh, he's a safety, and he just got injured, and he had six interceptions this year already. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And also saw – Gardner's doing good. Anyway, someone like that, you're like, yeah. But would you have known that when it was time to pick him as a rookie? No. Well – well, obviously I don't, but I think it's specifically in the IDP scenarios, what I do is I look up first-round talent that's been drafted in the last year or two, and I pick one of them. At least that's what I'm doing now as uh, I'm going into a rebuild. I don't know who's going to be the best, but other teams may, and maybe that's why they're drafted high. I did figure out that it's low. A lot more important to draft safeties instead of cornerbacks in your mm-hmm. DB oh, yes. positions. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. They get a lot more tackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you so, also, uh, get, you also you're your line, if you play a linebacker, an outside linebacker instead of an inside linebacker, you get a lot more points usually too because uh, they move up on the line more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, talking about your future, you have no dev players coming in, and that's going to hurt you some. Uh, you do own no all your developmental players coming in. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you do own all your picks, though, currently. In 2023, you own Ryan's second. 2024, you own my second. And then 2025 and 2026, you own my first and then Ryan's first and then my second also in 2025. Um, so you have the picks there. Uh, obviously having two firsts and three seconds of other people's is nice. Um, I think the biggest thing with your team is that you got to get some quarterback play in there. I think you got to use some of your developmentals on some quarterbacks and get that talent because for example, that's what Jason's about to do, getting CJ Stroud and Caleb Williams in. And when he adds probably 25, 20 to 25 points per game on each of them on his team, that's, that's a difference maker right there. 
that puts your team in contending. And so if you really want to compete in 2025, this quarterback's got to be there. Um, but in summary, um, uh, who do you think is going to win the league this year? Logan. You think, nice. Logan, you think your uh, son is going to take home the fantasy championship and stop being a second place? First loser. Yeah. Actually, you're the last loser when you're in a uh, in second place in our scenario because it's uh, uh, everyone's already lost out. That's so you're true. the last That's one true. to lose. I'm the final loser. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think he will. I, think, uh, I mean, he'll be close. I don't think there's any runaway uh, runaway person this year. So I would say Logan has as good a chance as yeah, well, that's how it's been every all all three years, but I've still gotten second. Yeah, you yeah. just no runaway, to... no runaway person, but I find a way to, you know, lose it at the end. <laughs> Actually, you kind of were the runaway person that you, when you got two hundred and twenty something points that first year. Right. Yeah, I was then, doing really good, and then yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just all fell apart. And, yeah, every every I week sixteen, remember. my team does bad. Uh, every week sixteen, they they <laughs> well, just can't. It's week, well, it's week seventeen uh, last that's year. That's true. Year. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, so week seventeen or week sixteen, whichever. Yeah. So anyway, it just depends on. It. Well, plus if you accidentally leave the wrong player on the bench, you know that can make a difference too. If or your kicker happens to for what you know be playing in super windy conditions and you only get six points that week while the opponent's kicker happened to get 18 or something you know it's uh stuff like that can just make it luck and Mm -hmm. you know basically Obviously, teams like uh, mine and Brian's aren't going to win it, but, uh, but I'd say there's probably about four players up at the top, and uh, Logan would have as good a shot of any of them, if not the best. Well, let's go back in the time machine and fantasy time machine with Brian, and uh, we're going to talk about your team originally drafted and some of the steals that you got. You got Dalvin Cook at forty dollars. That was honestly a pretty good deal with the um, uh, the startup draft. Antonio Brown with thirty three dollars. That looks horrible, honestly. Damian Williams with thirty. That honestly seems like look really good there for a year or two. Alvin Allen Robinson at twelve dollars. That's a good pick on because he did for good did good for a couple years. Harrison Butker at three dollars, Latavius Murray at five. I think those are fine. Lamar Jackson was by far your best steal of the draft at fourteen dollars. Like that's that's impressive. Uh, John Brown at one, Eric Ebron at four, Raven Green at two. I've never heard of, um, but I'm pretty sure he was in the trade to get CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason I heard of him before. Yeah, me too. 
Uh, Curtis Samuel is $7. Bit, pretty good deal. Ben Roethlisberger, 5 Desmond King, 4 Austin Hooper, 5 Jameis Winston, 8 Kirk Cousins, 4 uh, J.J. Watt, 5 Miles Garrett, 8 Kalen Balaj, 3 Roquan Smith, 8 Jameson Crowder, 2 Luke Kukli, 9 Honestly, I'm looking at your team, and I am impressed that you won the first year. No one sticks out there that I'm thinking – Obviously, Lamar Jackson but and Dalvin Cook, but it's not like you had a dominant team. You must have just made some really good Mostert trades. Too. Mostert, yeah, he picked was, up. Mostert was the number two running back in the league that year. But you didn't draft Mostert. Oh, no, but I traded for him. You picked him up, I think. I picked him up, one of the two, right after. Yeah. I mean, I had him from the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really, oh. you really made some trades to uh, win your fantasy championship. Um, oh. Logan, do you want to go over the trades? That's all I had. Um, obviously, we can sure. go over the uh, – unless you want to go over y'all's matchup, but we already kind of did. Yeah, I can – yeah, I'll talk about We don't trades, want to talk so. about trades because I've made the worst trade ever this year. Oh yeah, uh, we were just going to ignore that because I feel bad. But obviously, the uh, your least favorite trade of all time, I'm assuming, is your George Pickens and Mitch Trubisky trade. Yeah, and and frankly, it was because I forgot he was a rookie, <laughs> and I was just wanting, it, and I had no quarterback, no starting quarterback at all, and so a, I just I made the trade. And man, that'd be crazy if you had him. You would have Chris Olave, Christian Watson, Garrett Wilson, and George Pickens. Like, are those like the four best rookie receivers? <laughs> like, he, he, would, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of it. I'm sure there's one that's that would be in, you know, in the top five with them. But that's like four of the best. That would be crazy if you had four of the best rookie receivers. Yeah, yeah. just, yeah, I just sounds like I you need know. to do more research when you trade. Yeah, sounds like that. I no. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's I agree. I, agree. Yeah. I I don't even know why I did it. So one of those things <laughs> that it was at it was at the beginning of the year and it's like you're thinking, Oh, I want to compete and instead of being in the mindset of who cares if I don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Is uh is Christy letting out uh Bella Bella yeah. Bella, yeah. Taking the dog out. Nice. Um, so, uh, all right. So, the one trade this week was uh, between Jake and Ricky. Sad that Jake's not here to talk about it, but uh, it, Jake received Ricky's 2023 second round pick and PJ Walker for, and, and he gave Ricky uh, Mike White. Um, Mike, my, my middle name, Best Jets QB White. So he, that was, uh, um, you know, that, that was a. Uh, I know, Rick, or Jake was really shopping Mike White around. I know he asked me about it, and I told him I wasn't really interested. But I guess he found found a buyer. Uh, guess Dad, how many we, people he texted? Eleven. Six. Oh, okay. The six, the six top six the players. Six, the top six players finally found one. That's funny. Dad, what do you think about this trade? I have no thoughts on that trade at all. <laughs> all right, we'll give it a give it a grade. 
a letter grade. Jake, you have to grade Jake and grade Ricky's. Yeah, grade grade each. Yeah, each side of it. Um, you mean read it again? Yeah. Who was All right. It? Jake Jake got Ricky's 2023 second round pick, and PJ Walker, while Ricky got Mike White, the Jets quarterback. Best well, in the mode I I am, I'm always going to like the uh, the side that gets the picks right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'd probably I'd give both a decent, uh, probably B's. Nice. Okay. You think it's a pretty even trade? Uh, yeah, because they're both getting what they need. Jake's getting future stock, and uh, uh, the other's getting you know what he needs now, which is a good player to yeah. add to his team right now. So, yeah, they're both getting what they need. Nice. Well, uh, we have reached the end of our sheet. Um, do you want to give some closing remarks, uh, Father? Um, I can't believe you guys didn't bring up my poker in the UK Poker Open. Oh yes, that uh, was, you, you should have you should have brought it up since you were uh, when you're talking I, about your. I brought up the fact that I was playing that I like playing poker. So, as the, this uh, week is a uh, poker week, um, we brought you on specifically, and I completely blanked for God and everything. We brought you on this week because we want you to explain your poker expertise and all that comes about. Or why why Easton is afraid to play me. Yeah, why is Easton scared? Like, we've been talking about that you love poker, but why? Uh, So, first of all, I've done it my whole life. And poker is is 90% mathematics in your head and 10% being able to read other players with intuition and uh, 0% luck. Well, no, that, I mean, there's definitely a percentage of luck, but as far as what makes you better or worse than another player over the long run, it's those two things. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's all about mathematics and probabilities and, uh, but then at the same time, uh, that doesn't mean you could go put someone from MIT at the poker table and they would win automatically because if they have no ability to interact, read other players, things like that, they wouldn't be that good uh, if they only went off mathematics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they would probably better than the people that are really, really good at reading people but are constantly taking chances that are very poor mathematically to take. So, And there's a lot, of, a lot of people like that out there, and those are actually the ones you make the most money off of. But uh, no, the reason overall uh, so I'm trying to remember what year it was. Uh, it was when uh, online poker was fairly new. Had only been out. Uh, let's see. I'm trying. How old are you, Brian? I'm pretty. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was. It was. I think it was two. It was either 
I think it was either 2005 or 2006. What time of year was it? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it was 2005. Was it the fall? It was it in the fall? Uh, well, so it was no, it was in the winter. It was like November. So okay, what happened so yeah. was, well, that's fall. So, just for the record. So what happened <laughs> was, is I entered. I was playing online poker. Uh, the uh, and uh, at 888.com, I don't even know if it still exists anymore, probably, but it's based out of Europe. And uh, um, I entered a tournament online, and there were 100 players. It was like a $150 buy-in, if I remember correctly. And... Uh, might have been more than that, two hundred dollars. But the, I do remember specifically, there was a hundred dollar buy-in, and it was whoever won. It was a winner-take-all. Like second place didn't get anything, and so it was the winner got a ten thousand five hundred dollar entry into the UK Poker Open being held. Uh, uh, in Maidstone, UK, just outside of London. And uh, anyway, I played, and uh, I remember specifically I lost a hand early in that online poker tournament. And I was like, well, crap, I'm not going to sit here for the next two, two or three hours playing. And so I just went all in, and... I don't remember what the hands were or anything. I just remember I got really lucky and had like three people call me and I got lucky and like triple or quadrupled up and all of a sudden became the chip leader. Well, at that point, the more you play, unless you just play the absolute nuts, uh, you're better off to just sit and let everybody else start knocking each other off and you only play very best hands. And that's what I did. And then when it came down to the very end to where there was like two or three of us, then it becomes really hardcore poker again where you you got to figure out what your odds are based on only having two or three players at the table as opposed to nine, right? Uh, and in fact, I think that was actually a six-player uh, six tables that I was playing on. Anyway... Uh, I end up winning the tournament. Uh, and it's like midnight when I won it. I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I didn't think that much of it. Well, this tournament, uh, I then got to fly out to, uh, I think it was in February. It was a couple of months later. Uh, so you got the $10,000 entry, plus they gave you $5,000 travel expenses to pay for your airfare and room and board and stuff while you're over there. Uh, and I went over there and uh, ended up, w they were elimination tables. Uh, so uh, when we got over there, there were, I'm trying to remember, six times six times six. What's that? 36 times six. About 180, about 200. Two, two, what? 216? Yeah. 216. That sounds about right. That's about how many players there were that were in this. Everyone. Mm -hmm. And so 
uh, and the winner won $500,000 outright. And it was very rapid de-escalation. But it was... uh, So there were like 36 36 tables of six and like one winner from each of them and then those went on? Is that... Yes, correct. And so I won the first day, my first day. In fact, there's so many tables. And this is not at a casino. This is being all filmed and played inside of a movie studio or a, a television studio set and so uh anyway the uh uh i end up going uh i think the first round last brian did your airpods go out i was gonna say i'm hearing a lot of feedback or over noise yeah, I think Brian's AirPods went out. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, I won I'm the first day. Okay. okay. <laughs> so anyway, I I end up winning the first day and or my table the first day, and then uh, and I actually knocked out a couple of high end pros uh, that that you've seen on TV. Uh, you know, for the World Series of Poker and stuff. They traveled mm-hmm. over there for that. Uh, and uh, and then the second day, or the second time I played, which was two days later, uh, and it's down to, I think it's down to 36 players total, six tables of six. Uh, I, uh, I remember I ended up playing against a guy from Norman, Oklahoma. Over in Europe, playing in the UK, and I ended up playing against a kid, another guy from uh, that went to OU, actually. Do you remember his name? Uh, I don't. I could probably... Brian Wilson. Yeah, that's it. How do you know? What? (laughs) uh, I'm looking it up right here. Oh, really? Yeah, so anyway, I... uh, uh, I remember he was at my table and I ended up knocking him out and he should have knocked me out. Uh, uh, I had pocket queens. I mean, I had pocket queens. He had pocket tens and the flop came up like 10 jack five or 10 jack king or something like that. And which gave him trip trip tens, and but I have pocket queens, and which actually would have been beat anything. So I guess it was like ten jack, nine ten jack or something like that. And but I had pocket queens. We both go all in against each other. He flips it over, has uh, trip tens, and I'm beat. And the very next card's another queen. And then the next one's like a two or something like that. That didn't help either one of us. And I end up beating him on the flop. Or not on the flop, but on uh, Was it? I have a question. What, are you talking about the uh, talking about in the finals or the how to win the uh, – to get that's, into the that, finals? Later? That's how I got into the finals. That was second okay. day. Ryan and Wilson so, was actually one of the ones who uh, made it to the final. 
Oh, okay. No, he didn't make it to the final. He was, This guy is from Norman, Oklahoma. Okay, this was – oh, it was actually a different Brian, Brian Hansen. Yeah, that's him. Yes. So, huh. so uh, anyway, uh, in fact, what's funny is I actually saw him a, a couple of years later playing at Riverwind. I sat down and he recognized me. <laughs> oh, wow. He, he, he was probably still hating me at that point. <laughs> so, the uh, – uh, but he definitely recognized me. He, I just remember sitting down. He nodded his head at me. Uh, anyway, uh, so then I made it to the final table. Then I got terrible cards, or I got good cards and then couldn't get anything to follow it. End up uh, finishing fifth on the final table, and I came home with, uh, I think, around fifty or sixty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand. Um, Do you remember how much you would have won if you got in first place? Five hundred thousand for sure. Five hundred thousand. Yeah, but almost became a half millionaire. Uh, yep. I wonder I where know. we. I, I wonder where we would have moved if you because you know I know that that money's how how you got paid for the down payment on the house in Tuttle. I wonder where we would have moved if you. Uh, if I if won, you, I if you won five hundred thousand. Yeah, no telling. The uh, there is no telling. Costa Rica, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or at least we would have visited a lot. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, anyway, it was fun, and and uh, uh, that was the end of it. And it was uh, the the interesting parts of it was uh, things like the fact that it was being played in a television studio, and the announcers were it, it was being taped but they're reading it off live so they're up in a sound in these soundproof booths that we can't even see and it was uh the tables have little glass squares so when you after you looked at your cards you had to slide them down over the table that had cameras looking up so so that the audience or so that the people on TV and the announcers could tell what you have. And uh, so they're up there making all kinds of comments and stuff like that. And I didn't know any of this until I think I got the, uh, apparently it had already been broadcast in the UK for, for at least six months and it had been on TV and stuff over there. And then they finally they sent me the DVDs of it, and I watched them back. Uh, and uh, yeah, they were they were making fun of us, making fun of me. Yeah, they were uh, talking about how how country you were and stuff. Like, not that you were, but that they were just like because you were from Oklahoma. They were just it, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They were like, well, what's he gonna do if he wins half a million dollars anyway? I don't know. Buy a tractor. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was uh, yeah. yeah that, so anyway, did you? Know, you're the story. only one on this website that doesn't have their face on there. Wow. Yeah. Of the True. of the of, of on the final table or on the entire, um, I believe tournament his final or semifinal table. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. If you look at uh, some of those pictures, you'll recognize some 
famous faces off the World Series. A couple of those guys, one of the guys I knocked out had won two bracelets from the World Series of Poker. Wow. I think I knocked him out in day one on the, my first round. <laughs> and, and frankly, it was because it was he just got unlucky. I mean, I, who knows if we had actually played a lot, but I, I got I got pocket aces, and he got ace queen, and the flop comes up with a queen something, and and he bets. I I raise him, and he raises me again. Yeah, no, he goes all in, and I and I actually I was like, did he really just say that? And, and so when he goes all in, I I looked at the dealer and I was like, what he say? And he said, all in. I was like, call. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was so fast when he said it. So wow. Yeah, and, and uh, I said call, and he looked at me and goes, you got pocket aces, don't you? And I just nodded. <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah and uh, there's a couple guys on there that won several million dollars yeah pretty sure you have mm. the uh, lowest winnings of anyone on this <laughs> lowest track winnings that's the difference oh they, yeah they, they were on those tours where all that stuff's being tracked and I decided to raise boys in Oklahoma instead of moving to Vegas and and being on that circuit. Mm-hmm. So. Well, maybe uh, Kerry Clark from uh, England decided the same thing because he is the only one who has less winnings at 20000 Huh. Well, could be. Or maybe he just died. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't well. know. But I'm just telling you, most of those guys were pros. They're they yeah. didn't get they didn't get there by winning an online poker tournament. They went and paid ten thousand dollars for their entry. Really? Yeah. I mean they, they they didn't get on there by winning a sub satellite like I did. Yeah. So they just went over there and paid their ten thousand dollars entered because they figure they're good and they're on so good. Yeah. And and frankly, since then I've done that too. I've been in the World Series the World Series main event twice, and uh, but I didn't do very well in either of them. Yeah. So. Did you pay to be in those ones? Uh, yeah, I did. Mm. Actually, one of them, your grandpa paid for me. Yeah. Um, and the other one I paid for. I oh, see. the one that's going to be on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're welcome to give him a call. You might just show up in person, though. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the greatest podcast ever, and mm-hmm. we're letting Easton host it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna tell Easton we're gonna be on it, and then be like, "Oh, something came up," and then just, it's just him and Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and give him a list of questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh... Dad, do you have have any closing remarks uh, before we close out here? Nope, I'm good. Uh, Thank you for for coming on. No problem. I'll 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 come back on whenever uh, I actually start winning again. Okay. Okay. Some interesting uh, stuff. Uh, Do you want to close us out and uh, take us home like uh, Jake would, Logan? Oh God! I don't know what does Jake even say. Um, 
Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll say here, I'll, I'll just, I'll do it my own way. Thank thank you everyone for, uh, for listening. I, uh, and, and to Jake in particular, cause I know he's going to be editing. I, uh, I hope he's, he's enjoyed all this. Um, I almost wish we, we'd gone longer so we'd have even more to edit, but, um, you know, I guess this, this is the most we could do. So, uh, I hope everyone, uh, hope, hope both of you have a good night. Hope, hope Jake has fun editing and I hope everyone at home, uh, enjoyed listening to this. Thank you all very much. Bye.